what emotion or state could you feel instead of shame? Mm-hmm. Um, something less uh, likely to 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 pull you back. Welcome to Gentleman Lars. My name is Lars Carlin, and I'm looking for a new job. I continue to get advice about this from the psychotherapist Abigail Welshman, and this time also from a recruiter in Stockholm. Yeah, well, Lars, we we spoke um, the last couple of times, you know, um, about the job hunting, how how you're going about it, how you're progressing. So um, it'd be great if you could fill me in on what has happened in the last couple of three weeks, or if you find yourself um, stuck anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I- <clears throat> I don't feel as much stress as uh, the first time we spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that I'm feeling relaxed because the economy in Sweden and like the job situation is, uh, well, not bright, I would say. But still, I feel happy. I mean, that that I have, uh, well, been doing things like with the... CV, the covering letter, and uh, that I've been, uh, well, actually sending out applications. Um, um, so it's, mm-hmm. um, I, I, yeah, I'm doing things to uh, to find a job. Uh, and also that, that I published the first uh, episode about this pod episode uh, just recently. And uh, it, will be, it will be interesting to see what... what uh, yeah, what will happen by, by mm-hmm. that also. Sure. So so you've been kind of steadily carrying on being proactive. Um, how, how has the feedback been? Have you received any feedback? I mean, you just mentioned, I think, that you sent out your CVs. Have you received any correspondence? Um, persons as well to see what should I tweak with the... CV especially and uh, so I have been adding a little more uh, information uh, on the CV uh, and after that I started sending out but no I I don't really have no I don't have uh, anything um, any interesting response uh, so far from a company no Mm-hmm. not at the moment okay and how how is that um sitting with you is that is that okay for you or is it stirring up any kind of um extra um worries or concerns yeah i'm concerned i would say but um <laughs> well I mean, I mean, I mean hmm, what should I say? Um, wh- what I have been thinking about quite a lot is that what what I think about the normal way of look or well, seeing an ad and applying for the job, like I, that's mm-hmm. so hard. So, so I'm also constantly thinking about all these other ways of what, what could I do. To, to mm-hmm. find a job, so I want to put energy energy to that also. But um, no, I, I, it's all right. I would say it's not really great, but it's all right since I'm uh, at least doing things. To uh, I, I'm trying, mm. I would say, and, and each week, I mean, I have uh, I, I thought about this like sending out one uh, application a day. And that hasn't really worked out. But instead, like um, certain days, I've been sending out uh, two applications and then some other days, no applications. So at least I'm uh, sending out applications each week. 
Mm, that's re- that's really great to hear, and it's good to hear that um, it's you're, you. You don't sound as stressed actually as when we first talked um, mm-hmm. a couple of months ago. You sounded more stressed actually back then. Um, so I'm wondering whether it's this thing about being um, active, you know, being proactive um, that can help people to feel they are in the driver's seat of their life. It mm. um, creates that, that feeling of having some control over the situation, that when you are proactive or having a sense of purpose, that it can really um, minimize the feelings of uh, stress and anxiety or alleviate it um, to a certain degree. So I'm wondering if that's what you're perhaps feeling a bit. I think that's one big part of it. Um, And then also the other part would be that I spoke with my, have spoken with my boss because the place where I am right now, and I mean, it's really, I enjoy it very much and so on, but it's been prolonged uh, all the time. uh, And now it could probably be, prolonged i mean at least for a couple of more months so i don't feel i probably won't have need need, like the new employment very very soon i mean i I still need it because this is not a permanent uh, employment Mm -hmm. but still it's not i'm not that much in a hurry anymore i mean i still have to work on it but uh, so the, i would say there are two things i'm i'm uh, taking steps towards a new employment by doing things and then also i will probably have a little more time to um, um do this since i will be employed oh that's super that's really really good uh that's really good news. Um, so it gives you that that kind of extra breathing space um, mm. in, in life. So the, the stress is off. But now you're already, sometimes, um, you know, we have to almost be pushed into this corner that we start to get proactive, you know, where time yeah. is almost running out because otherwise we'll just procrastinate um, mm. continuously. So actually to, to be given thinking that you had less time is perhaps... Um, not a bad thing um, mm. to happen because now you are in the swing of doing things. Um, and maybe this extra bit of time will give you that um, that that uh, time to, to perfect your um, CV, your applications, and to learn new ways of applying for jobs. Because like you said, it's changed somewhat from just seeing an ad and responding to the ad. There are so many creative ways uh, people get jobs nowadays. I agree. And then also when I have been looking at the ads, uh, and uh, I mean, since every now and then I have been looking out, uh, looking at the ads even before, uh, during the years, uh, over the years. And then, you know, w- when you see certain um, employers uh, and like, okay, they are hiring for this position now. I mean, f- another time. It's like that has been starting. Uh, then I have been thinking like, okay, that kind of, that place is not probably not a good place to work at since they are, uh, it looks like they are, Hiring, hiring new people all the time for the same position. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. So I have also been thinking more about like, okay, what is it that I really want? Because I want to work for an employer that's uh, a good place to work at, uh, a place that treats people, customers uh, in a good way. Mm-hmm. And like have the right values. But I mean, if they are constantly changing people um which would be the case if they are like uh, uh, looking for another communications officer mm-hmm. after a year again or six months again it's like yeah that something is uh, a little strange then 
Yeah, that's like a, a good indicator, isn't it? Of uh, if when the turnover is high, it does uh, bring the question to the table of why. You know what's going wrong there. Hmm. Uh, absolutely, there are other sites as well um, where you can um, look into what, like especially big big employers, big companies, mm-hmm. what, uh, you know, extra packages they offer, um, how, um, you know, how the, the employees are treated. Because um, I would say in this day and age, that's really, really important um, mm. uh, more than ever to, um, to know how, how you're valued as an employee. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. So for now, are there are you quite happy with the the way your your like you said, I think that's absolutely fine. You know, some days you're sending off a couple of CVs, other days not. That's that's a good good kind of if you're in the flow of things and that's working from you uh, for you, that sounds that sounds really, really good. Um are you thinking of carrying on in, in this way or is there something you feel is still missing that on your part? Yeah, I think uh, as we have spoken about before that I could make a video and that's mm-hmm. something that I, I haven't done that yet. So to get started and doing short videos, that's one thing that I still plan Okay, can I can I ask you there? Is it something you've just really not had time to do, or is there something kind of stopping you from doing it? Well, I, I have been um, saying to myself to myself that okay, I, let's take this step by step. So first, I was really working a lot with the CV since that I felt that is the number one thing. Mm. Uh, and then uh, also started and also looking out at the ads, what are they looking for? What um, uh, qualifications and so on. So I match it on the CV. Mm-hmm. And then also I've been uh, working uh, with the covering letter Um and now I think it's the time for the video. For, because mm-hmm. if I try to do it all at once, that's like too, too much. Totally. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I was just uh, in, intrigued um, whether it, that there was something perhaps blocking you. But no, I, I totally concur that doing everything at once is too much. It's, it's like we said in the, the first time we talked to each other about chunking. So chunking mm. things down, mm. and uh, that seems to have worked really well for you. Um, and I also because also, I mean, I have my you know private life, and I'm mm-hmm. employed, and I want to do a good, uh, well, good things where I'm working right now. So I mean, I do have a limited time to for, for this job hunting, even if it's very very important i mean but there are other things i have to do as well like absolutely like yeah you you need to uh, still have a life still go shopping still cook still eat um also what well, what i wanted to ask as well when you said about um so looking uh at what what the job world has to offer at the moment it's mm. made you reevaluate what you want from a job and i was wondering if have there been any surprises that um you've actually seen that your interests could evolve in a bit of a different direction yes i would say so um i still when i look at some ads I think the the background I have now with the vote communications, well, been working as a journalist and been working a lot with project management and education. Yeah, I have been thinking about what is it 
that really, uh, where could I be most useful? Uh, and, uh, um, yeah, one thing I, I was kind of surprised and I haven't thought about that it, it was, uh, the, to be press officer, uh, mm. because there are a couple of, um, companies, uh, looking for that. And I was, uh, on an interview f- for, for that position. And I haven't been thinking about that before, but now, uh, I mean, it's like, yeah, I've been doing that kind of things for a long time, like writing um, um, press releases, for instance. I've been doing that a lot before, not with the title pre- um, press officer, but, but I have been doing that kind of stuff and also getting in touch with journalists and so on. Ah, that's that's really interesting. Do, do you also think, though, sometimes that... Um, we might just not know all the titles of jobs. That uh, there are so many different kind of names for jobs. I um, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I I agree with that. Um, yeah, and when when like flicking through and just seeing um, names of of or positions, names of positions that that people might just skip by skip them on because they just don't feel they've, they've ever heard of it or or that relates to them in any way. But then once reading through the job descriptions, it can be like, oh, well, that's me. That's me. Hmm. So um, sometimes it's worth um, opening up jobs, uh, job ads that you normally wouldn't look at to really look at the job description. Yeah, I agree because... Still, I would say when I look for the ads, I'm well, kind of stuck with, okay, I did study this and I have been working with this, but now I, it was just the other day, I saw some position and that was like, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's me, mm-hmm. I would say. But then I also have to um, work on my to make a CV and covering letter that that's tar- targeted for that position. Um, but but I, I well I, I found a position that uh, I I could see that yeah I should fit this well with the, the experience I have. Mm-hmm. And also I have been thinking about this. <laughs> Well, working on distance or, well, (laughs) companies in other countries. Because what I have been doing now, well, I I was actually applying for, it was one company in in another Nordic country. Uh, They Mm -hmm. were looking for a person who could live in Sweden or, well, in some other Nordic country. But I have been thinking about also starting, to start looking for, to apply, well, in, in other countries uh, also mm-hmm. to work, uh, well, distance uh, work also. Mm-hmm. So so you mean also uh, remotely? So, yes, re- remotely, that's the yeah, correct word. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, that that part of the, the world has opened up so much since the pandemic because... Mm-hmm. We, the majority of people had to adapt to working from home. But mm. um, but then other companies have caught on to the fact that they can get employees elsewhere in the world, you know, to, um, to work remotely. Mm. It's well, it's opened up the market uh, in- incredibly. And then when I, I mean, when I see what kind of person, personality I am, Mm-hmm. I have always been curious and interested in uh, other countries, cultures, uh, meeting new people. I mean, I love that kind of things. And also to, you know, travel or work for a couple of, um, for a period somewhere else. I mean, I, I would just love that. That's, mm-hmm. uh, for me, that's just fun. And, uh, uh I mean, I have quite all right language skills also, um, um, mm-hmm. German and Sp- Spanish uh, and so on. So, um, 
Oh, yeah, that makes it very, uh, like, um, attractive for uh, an employer, especially, yeah, with languages. Um, and uh, out of interest as well, when you're looking through um, the requirements of you as a person mm. and what you need to bring with you for the job, um, say there are 10 different um, requirements listed mm. uh, from, yes, perhaps speaking English, um, um, a, a degree in XYZ, and mm. um, just so say there are 10 ca- uh, requirements listed. How many do you believe? you need to fulfill to be eligible to apply for the position? Do you have a number in your head where you think, okay, I at least have to tick this many to be able to apply and have a chance? That's a very good question because I have had problems uh, when I have been looking at the ads. Um, They can probably quite easily scare me, I would say. So I, I have the feeling that I should fit almost all of it if they ask for 10 things yeah i want to fit at least seven and a half of the things they ask for okay yeah that's that's um it is interesting um because i was reading something um uh, about that uh, in the last uh, couple of months mm. and um uh, apparently men tend to apply a lot more frequently for jobs where they don't feel they have the required skills. So in general, men will apply for things if they have about 60%. Mm. Women only start to apply when they have about 70-80%. But um, as I was reading through this article, actually if you have even 50%, of only 50% of the skills required and you feel there is a certain something that you can still bring to the table and all that, it's still worth applying. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Um, It's also um, not uh, skipping over the the requirements that you cannot tick. You know, you, you, you mention them in the application mm. and um, and kind of become a bit more creative rather than just saying, well, I don't have this at the moment, but I'm enthusiastic, I'm a fast learner, da, da, da. Like just mm. um, perhaps making reference to something similar yeah. that you've, um, this, you've been able to acquire a skill at a, a, a rapid pace, but actually um, making... Uh, you know, a, a, a reference to it. Because a lot of the time, these applications, they land on somebody's desk at mm-hmm. um, HR and um, they're skimmed through. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things would just be picking out the words almost. Mm-hmm. So if the words are mentioned, regardless of in what context, they'll be actually perhaps moved on to the next pile. Yeah. So even if you don't have the skill, it's worth mentioning the skill that you don't have um, because it can just be highlighted as being mentioned if, if yeah. you get my drift. Um, yeah, yeah. These uh, with, with jobs with um, a high volume of applicants, um, this, this can happen. So um, it's, it's, it's interesting how quickly we can be put off things or, you know, scared of something okay no I won't touch it where it's just like okay give it a try Mm. I will try that because it it totally makes sense what you are saying a good way to think of it is imagine you being in the seat so you've got Mm. a busy job um you aren't currently looking for you're you're looking out for new employees every now and then Mm. um what would you want to hear from somebody phoning up to do exactly that what you're saying what would make you sit up and listen to somebody phoning up on the off chance to see if there are any positions available or where they can apply to If they can 
offer something that is uh, that I can see that yeah this would be very useful um, um, sometime because mm-hmm. I, I, actually I have my very small company or it's a small mm-hmm. company right now uh, um, producing podcasts and writing and that kind of stuff and I actually get uh, applications um, well every now and then from people who are sound engineers and journalists and um, well I I always uh, answer them because I think that's just good manners but then also if they can um, I, I really I, I, for instance, if there's a sound engineer, I, w- I would like them to right away send me stuff that I have been working with so I can listen to it. Mm. Or, or the same if it's a journalist. I mean, yeah, please send me something that you have done so I can read or listen to it. And then I get a feeling of uh, what that person uh, is able to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- th- that's so much more useful for me uh, instead of somebody just uh, a lot of nice uh, bragging words. I mean, in th- that's, that could be interesting too. Of course, I, uh, what kind of education they have, where they have been working. But yeah, I want to listen and read. Um, so basically asking somebody, what are your goods? Uh, it's like... In market days years ago, somebody talking about the silks uh, they could bring. It's like, show me your silk. So um, Yeah, I want to put on the silk shirt and see, yeah, does it (laughs) fit? Is it nice uh, silk? Mm, Yeah, yeah, I like this. Or no, this is too tight. And it's, yeah, it's like the the fabric is not nice. No, no. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, where it doesn't suit. So in in retrospect of that, do you have... um, Anything up and running and ready to send off if you do phone around and people say, that sounds, you sound like an interesting man. You sounds like you've been doing some good work. Can you send us some example of your work? Yes, uh, I, I have that right yeah. away that I can send. So that is something that you could also bring into that conversation on the telephone to Mm -hmm. them say you know introducing yourself the reason why you're phoning and saying I have some things ready to to send up that I think would would be of interest of you Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that that makes sense uh absolutely yeah I haven't really been thinking about it but but when you say it like yeah of course yeah, that sounds like, um, and it's making that connection where you're you have spoken to the person, so the likelihood of them actually responding to your email is higher. It's going to be greater than mm. if you hadn't made that connection first off. Mm. So, in regards to what I asked you earlier on about um, how you know, whether you've received any feedback and you said, no, basically not. I'm wondering, how is this sitting with you? Is it making you feel somewhat um, despondent to your cause or um, are you feeling a rejection in any way, shape or form or a bit less motivated due to that or is it going along fine? Right now, I since I haven't sent out that many applications because I, I um, well, like the the last time we spoke, I I had got response and so on, and I have I have been on interviews. Uh, er, I mean, like uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I mean, I, I'm not panicking. It's like I'm I can't be doing everything wrong. So no, at the moment I. I, I'm not panicking. Uh, uh, I'm. Um, it's like no. I just have to, you know, do more and also do more of the like personal connection, like mm-hmm. uh, talking with people on the phone or that I go to events or well that kind of 
stuff. Uh, so yeah, quite quite all right with it at least. Uh, but it's some kind of proof proof that uh, to get the personal connection, uh, mm-hmm. how how important that is. Uh, I would say um, it's become more clear to me. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's the the way you've described it as well. Um, I often have this image. It, it things that in life, you know, they don't just happen very necessarily like uh, very fast. It's mm. almost like you you've got this rock and you need to chip away at it. You mm. know, you've got to get through to the other side, and it's you've got a small tool, and it's chipping away. And it's that that repetitiveness sometimes, and then trying out some new things, different skills, but just keep on keeping on going. Yeah, um, and that's yeah. how we make it to the to like through to the other side. Yeah, I totally agree. And also, because as a person, I can be like if some sometimes if something is a little tough or I have to work hard. I mean, I get some kind of energy from that. I mean, I was working in sales, uh, well, it was many years ago, and that can be really tough. Like when you have been talking with customers for many weeks and it's like, oh, nothing is happening. It's like, oh, wow, this is not going. But then I got this kind of energy, like I have to get something, you know, happening. It has to happen. And then all of a sudden it happened because I, I had the energies like, like I worked harder on it. And that's how I'm feeling right now. Yes, I really need something to happen. So right now I feel, yes, I will uh, try really hard right now. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's good to hear the, the motivation. Um, it's uh, in your voice. It's the, the best drive we can have, or one of the best drives we can have is this uh, motivation and belief. Um, and it's, it's true with a, a lot of things, you know, where uh, positive thinking, um, motivation is all it's combined. It can get us to the places where, where we need to go. From the journey you've had so far in the last couple of months, what would be your golden nugget takeaway of that? What would you say has been the biggest learning point or, or thing that's not necessarily learning, learning, but something that really sits with you, you know, this golden nugget? Yeah, I remember... <laughs> Uh, I think what last time we spoke uh, and I had been on this um, book release uh, event party, super nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hadn't told anyone there that I was looking for a new employment because I had the feeling that, oh yeah, it's a little like shameful. I, oh, I need a new employment quite soon. And, ooh. Mm-hmm. But I think I have, um, um, well, I mean, I have to tell people, of course. So I, um, yeah, th- that would probably be the most important thing that, uh, yes, I mean, just communicate it clearly to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise, how, how could they help me? Or um, no, that would be impossible if they don't know that I'm actually looking out for a new employment. You mentioned in there, I have to pick this up as a counsellor, so you mentioned uh, it being a bit of a shameful feeling to say that you're looking for new employment. Um, uh, What's, so this is quite intriguing, what is the shame um, about? Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My, it could be like that. People would would get some kind of uh, feeling that I'm desperate. I mean, uh, do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do. Yeah. 
Mm. Is that how, um, I'm just thinking that's, that's quite a loaded emotion to have. Um, if you're talking about going out there and networking with people and being open about, you know, that you're looking for, for new work um, and you, you're dragging around the feeling of shame with you, that's quite mm. a loaded uh, emotion, yeah. which will be... The, one of the biggest ones to drag you back and stop you from mentioning it to anyone because mm. that is quite... So I'm I'm going to give you a little task. Yeah. If right. that's okay. Yes, So please. when you find yourself in the next situation that yeah. you can mention it to somebody, it doesn't... It can be in any situation at all. Mm. Um, be aware... Of, of if that feeling of shame is around. Mm. And um, this is uh, going to be something you have to think of beforehand. What could, emotion or state could you feel instead of shame? Mm. Um, something less uh, likely to, to, to pull you back. Mm. Um. I mean, I'll give you an example. I'm not saying this is the one to kind of change it with, but but to me, hearing somebody looking for new work or new employment, is I find it's actually brought in with excitement. It's something new. It's a new challenge. It's a new chapter. It's really exciting. Um, so... If possible, if you can find a way of looking for employment through those lenses rather mm. than it being something shameful mm. and then switching those lenses before you actually speak to that person. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, will, um, I will work on this because uh, I think it's a very uh, important uh, thing you're mentioning. Yeah, it, it will be. And you'll carry yourself very differently while speaking about it. When we feel shame about something, we'll tend to actually lower our voices, not make eye contact, have more awkward body language. Um, that's what shame brings with it, the, the emotion, whether you, you want to or not, you know. And if we feel excitement, we, we're more open, we open up our shoulders, we can look somebody directly in the eyes. It just brings in a whole different way of, um, of being or, mm -hmm. be, uh, you know, responding to someone. Good. Yeah, I, I will work on that. Great. Okay. I, I like when you give me tasks. It's uh, very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Frederick. Very nice to meet you again. And could you please tell us who you are and where we are right now? Absolutely. Good to have you here, Lars. My name is Frederick Svenberg. I'm a managing consultant at Hammer Homeboy by Jurek. Uh, we're a specialist firm in marketing and communication uh, hires uh, temporary and permanent positions. Uh, we met a couple of weeks ago and uh, in a recruitment process and uh, now we meet again and uh, I asked you to give some response for my uh, CV. Absolutely. We'll be glad to. So please, could you um, tell me something about the CV? Absolutely. Right. Um... Initial feedback on the CV, does it work? Absolutely. What one has to remember with uh, CVs is that it's a constant um, document for improvement. Many men, particularly men, they will uh, sort of uh, uh, improve on their CV sort of uh, four, three, five, six times and say, well, <laughs> Now it's pretty darn good. Uh, whereas women I speak to, they're uh, probably improving their or tweaking their CV 10 times. Guess which one works best in the long run if you generalize. So it's constant improving, adding, uh, tweaking, tweaking, tweaking. All of a sudden you look at the 13th version of your CV and realize that it's much, much better than the third one. 
And what do you, what, what do you think is the reason that we men uh, behave like this? Perhaps it has something to do with uh, confidence and and uh, um, strive for little detailed tweaks, which makes a difference when you're uh, looking at many CVs, uh, as I do as a recruiter. I have been working and trying to improve this, but um, yeah, what... Um, is it what is working on this CV and what should be changed according to you? Uh, according to me, as a white uh, male uh, recruiter in my uh, mid 50s, that could be uh, different to a uh, somebody who is in the early 30s and uh, female. So it all always depends on who the recipient of that CV is, what they have. Uh, what, what their view on things, but mid fifties man, man. Um, I like to find CVs. Or I can work with CVs where you bring out the results, uh, and there are room for some improvements on your CV in in the way that you present your results. What kind of results, Frederick? For example, uh, quantify things. I've done podcasts. How many? How often? What length? How big audience? Uh, how has, has it increased? You, for example, mentioned your uh, qualifications here. Coaching. What kind of coaching? What, what kind, how much coaching? Uh, project management. Project is one of those one of those words. Uh, project could mean a thousand different things. It could be my little garden of herbs. It could be the, my holiday. It could be implementing a new system for uh, for um, finance or for um, the web uh, for the web and so forth. Uh, how many people? Uh, time frames we improved on uh, according to budget or below budget or ahead of uh, the time frame sets and so forth and so forth. So a little bit more detail, but it needs to be fairly distinct and succinct so it doesn't take too much space. But for instance, if I would write about the project management I have been doing in the, what I'm doing right now, uh, how how many lines would be as as little as possible? Are three lines okay? Or? Absolutely, just uh, um, short, short, short words with commas that helps me get my head around things and perhaps awakens my interest. Now it says project management and it awakens my frustration. Something else that I that you recommend I continue to work with. I like to see people have perhaps two different CVs depending on what kind of role that you're looking for. One CV doesn't always fit all the roles that you're looking for. If you're looking for a uh, if you're proactively looking for a new uh, position, you apply for many role many different roles. And um, one size doesn't fit all. So it could be, in your case, you need to be a communicator or a communica communication specialist CV and then a press uh, CV. Same content, but perhaps lifting different examples depending on the type of role that you're applying for. Then you can be very distinct in describing exactly in each of the CVs what you want to press on, rather than trying to include everything and uh, simplify things too much. If you simplify it too much, then at some stage the reader, i.e. me, might get frustrated because it's too short. How important is the design of the CV, the, the look? Um, I find 
through experience or from feedback from from uh, line managers in communications, i.e., uh, communication managers or communication directors uh, or VP of communication, that they view your CV as a little bit more of a example of what you produce, rather if you compare in comparison to a finance individual who is a person who works with numbers and do annual reports and monthly reports, quarterly reports, and so forth, and so are, are controlling uh, things. They, their expertise lies not in communicating through a, a document, a CV, a document. Uh, of course, they document things. But this, this is how do you actually present yourself? Is it a, a nice layout? What layout is not necessarily super in, interesting, what font or what colors or whatever, um, but that it's easy to take in. You could save some, uh, your fonts are, for example, here on the right side of the column, uh, more like 12 or 14 in size of font. You can go down to 11 and thereby use the space a little bit more effectively and um, get get more information in, 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 uh, in the document. Should always the CV be boring? No, the content shouldn't be boring. But if you're looking for a in communications, for example, if you're looking to uh, apply for a more creative role, graphic uh, designers, they often use uh, landscape format or PDF or InDesign uh, generated uh, format. That's cool. That's good. That's I see some very nice from graphic designers, very nice CVs. Um, could be a PDF, could be a timeline. I don't, provide me with the information. Word with bullet points works fine with me. I'm looking for the results. Anything else that uh, you think I should uh, try to tweak? If you could help me with your experience, let me just turn the page here, which is more like 20 plus years, it would be advantageous if I get a understanding. A CV per definition is listing all my, my, my results or achievements. Uh, and you try to squeeze in as much as possible. I work with this, I work with that, I work with this, I work with that. And the list is so long. But if you could, in each role, perhaps say what the emphasis has been in. So you get understanding of the red line here is I love to work with external communication, predominantly press. The places where I've been most happy has been with press, or if I take you, for example, Gen just guessing. But I work with internal communication as well, to some extent. If you help me understand where your emphasis and where most of your experience lie, it makes it easier for me to understand what, what kind of, how I can, what kind of background you have and perhaps what you want to continue doing or discontinue doing if you highlight that as well. I work with external communication all my life, now I want to do internal communication. Why? Then we can have a fruitful discussion about that. But most people list everything. Then I have a list of, of 10 or 20 different things that they've done. And I try to find where's the emphasis? Where's the <laughs> Where do I have this person? Because with 20 years of experience, I want to figure out, figure this out to some extent. Because there's always an area or three or four or five, six things that you've done most, or 80% of your time. Press releases for you, for example. Podcasts, the last two years has been predominantly podcast to 80% of my time. That's useful. That helps me. Okay, he's moved into podcasts. Interesting. But 
few years back, he did a lot, a lot of newsletters as well. Okay, good. Then I understand that you've done many other things as well. Yes, I understand that. You've been working for 20 years. I understand that you've probably done a few of the other things as well. But then I can put some weight into, um, I can weigh it in uh, relatively to each other and see where, where uh, because nobody wants to hire a jack of all trades when it comes to when they've used a recruiter. When the matches um, doesn't work, when the people start working and, well, sometimes it doesn't work, what are usually the problems? The soft skills, the soft skills. No, nobody gets hired because they're not good at Word. You can rectify that or Excel or WordPress or EpiServer. No, you can rectify that. You take a class, uh, you go on, on, on YouTube uh, if you're really ambitious and you, uh, and you do that on your own time and you, you sort of improve in two weeks time uh, and your skills in, in EpiServer grows. Perfect. But your attitude, your personality traits, uh, how well does that match with what they're looking for? He's too, he's too, uh, he's too keen. He, he's, he's, not, uh, he's not keen enough. That's, it's always, no. It's very often, most often, the soft skills that uh, isn't a match. I've had roles where I know that people, uh, that the hiring manager is a bit tougher uh, or perhaps not as nice as he or she would like to have portrayed themselves. And in certain environments, you know, you get more of, of those individuals, certain sectors, yes. finance or, or financial industry, banking. Very um, broad generalization again. Um, and I have people who are very kind people, over overachievers and under uh, with, with 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 lower self esteem. I wouldn't really like to put those forward because I know that you will work yourself to the ground. And if it's somebody I care about, I, I wouldn't like that to happen. So I, I perhaps suggest a, some, somebody with, with more experience of this tougher environment, who has a tougher skin, um, better confidence and so forth. This podcast is produced by the production company Tonträff.